0: the OSHA edition. How bad was OSHA under the Trump administration? It was so bad the Wall Street Journal criticized it. In an article yesterday, uh, it said that OSHA faced one of its biggest workplace challenges in its 50-year history when corona struck and sadly it failed. Instead of thoroughly investigating complaints of unsafe worker practice, the agency Uh, took limited steps, and made workers more vulnerable to workplace outbreaks. While OSHA's mandate is to ensure safe and healthy working conditions by setting workplace standards and then enforcing them, uh, OSHA, under the Trump administration, uh, favored employers and allowed termination of employees who uh, blew the whistle and otherwise brought information forward. Certainly a sad legacy of a very important agency, but not surprising under the Trump administration. Next up, from the Wall Street Journal and the Risk and Compliance Journal, the EU moves to end gender pay gap with transparency rules. European companies might soon be required to disclose data on gender pay gaps under a new set of proposed rules by the EU's executive arm. The European Commission is putting forward legislation that will force companies with more than 250 employees to report on the differences in earnings between female and male workers doing the same work. The move is part of the EU's effort to tackle the wage gap across the 27-nation bloc. On average, women are paid 14.1% less than men per hour, which means they have to work an additional 51 days to earn the same wages as their male colleagues. Next up, from the Washington Post, Congress is asking some very pointed questions of pharmaceutical providers who recently made settlements uh, relating to the opioid crisis. Congress is questioning four large drug companies about their plans to deduct some of the cost of their landmark opioid settlement from their taxes. The House Committee on Oversight and Reform sent letters to Johnson & Johnson, McKesson, Cardinal Health and Amasour Spurgeon to provide details about tax deductions, which would lower the cost of legal settlements, which they proposed to pay a combined $26 million to compensate communities impacted by the opioid crisis. In particular, House members expressed concern that companies are potentially using, misusing rather, a tax provision Congress included in last year's CARES Act bailout package to help companies struggling during the pandemic. Cardinal Health, which agreed to pay six point six billion in the settlement, said last month it plans to use the CARES Act provision to collect a nine hundred and seventy-four million dollar cash refund it incurs in the settlement. <clears throat> the chairman of the committee said it was re- reprehensible for them to do so. And then finally, um, with the opioid excuse me, the COVID nineteen crisis, hopefully in its downward swing. Many businesses are looking forward to reopening, but the question is, This <clears throat> is if you open, will they come? Lockdowns and social distancing may be, soon become a fact of life, and companies that rely on people gathering and moving were hit hard by it. Some businesses say they see signs people are getting ready to go out again. Vacations, uh, maybe bookings are up. Certainly gasoline prices are up. Taken together, these indicators suggest a reopening may be around the corner as the vaccine rolls out and the weather changes. The Daily Compliance News is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network and a proud member of C-Suite Radio. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow.